0: That's where the term conspiracy theory comes from. It's a character assassination term. It's designed to shame you into silence. It means I don't believe what you believe. And frankly, I'm a little embarrassed that you would even be so dumb to buy into those conspiracy theories. And it basically puts you on notice. They can't understand what you're going through. They don't want to know. And worse, they then very often will shut down any attempt to bridge gaps to build bridges of understanding. And then ultimately, if you persist, well, I can give you one example, me. I was given an ultimatum. If you talk about these crazy things, I can't have a relationship with you.
1: Hey, Dark Web Theologians, how you guys doing? Guys,
0: we realize sometimes you wanna vibe with us,
1: you wanna hear what we have to say, you wanna hear about our lives and everything, but not everyone is like that. Some of you guys would rather just hear the info. And you know what? Both ways are totally fine. If you would like to hear the info only, we have timestamped this entire podcast. If you would like to jump to a particular spot, you can do that too. However, if you look and you're listening on Spotify, below the podcast itself is actually a transcript that you can actually go and scroll through. So if you guys would just like the info, feel free to hop around wherever you want. And if you just want small excerpts or you know a small riff or whatever, go and enjoy that. If not, hang around with us. God bless, guys.
2: master conspirator, accuses everyone else of conspiracy. An establishment cover-up. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Have you heard of a conspiracy theory before? Yeah, I think we're in one.
0: I'm not getting involved in any conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy! It's a family! Right, of course, it's a
1: big conspiracy. What's a conspiracy? Everything.
3: I was hired to employ the scientific method. My job right now is to uncover the root of this conspiracy based on the evidence. You have evidence? No, that's how I know there's a conspiracy. If there wasn't a conspiracy, there'd be evidence. That's how effective the conspiracy is. I think everything's a conspiracy.
2: Everything is.
1: Good <laughs> evening, dark web theologians. <laughs> Wonderful to have you on. Wonderful to have you with us. Uh, hey Hello, guys.
3: everyone.
1: <laughs> um We are just getting uh, kicked off here. Today is the uh, second-to-last day of the month of January. We are almost done with this month, which is some madness. Um, It zoomed by, didn't it? It really did. It really did. We have um, actually two episodes, guys, that are coming out pretty quick here. Um, I keep saying that, and by the time, you know... By the time they're out, you won't, you will be like, yeah, well, I already watched them. So great.
3: Our um, our definition of quick guys and your definition of quick might not line up. And we're real sorry about yeah, that. Well,
1: I'm, I'm not trying to drag my feet. I'm really not. I'm just, I'm actually learning a new, so there's a few things happening. I'm learning a new video uh, editing system that I wasn't using. And so I'm like, oh, it's like melting my brain a little bit. And then on top of that, I don't have control over the interview with Miguel. I am waiting for the translation. So that is not on me. So anyway. Um neither here nor there. I am very happy see if we you all
3: just spoke rugs. Spanish. That wouldn't be an issue. Spanish. Why don't you guys speak Spanish? What's wrong with you guys? Freaking hey, man. Because I'm dumb when it comes to Spanish. I'm smart when it comes to German. I'm in mean, yeah. Really?
1: We're going to name the podcast something in German and in, in Spanish. I'm so glad that didn't happen. That would have been, yeah,
3: it would have been not great.
1: Uh, <laughs> it was super more controversial, anyway. Um, so, guys, thank you guys for tuning in today. Today, we have an interesting episode. We actually have an interview. Um, apparently, that's kind of the way that God's been pulling us as, since the year started. We weren't really going this direction, but it seems that we're being pulled that direction. And bear with us we have many ideas on the horizon it's just uh shelly and i get together so you guys uh can always If you hate
3: it's ricky's fault not mine get out, of here. <laughs> get out of here i take no blame
1: yeah well whatever guys don't forget we have in you can check on the on tiktok you can check actually on the facebook page as well as on solo.to slash the c T D W. There's the bottom. You can find our wonderful stickers. We are actually still in the process of getting shirts made. I have a lot of stuff on the horizon and am slowly getting to them. So bear with us. Um, if you'd like to go pick one up, we would love for you guys to do that. They're five bucks. We ship them out for free. The more you buy, the less they cost you and it helps grow the podcast. It really helps us keep the lights on, so to speak. Um, Guys, after this uh, interview comes out, if you are on Spotify, please feel free to give feedback. There are always questions after uh, each of our episodes, so go ahead and give that feedback if you would like to. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Follow us on Mm -hmm. Facebook, on any other platforms, but Facebook is where we're getting tons of engagement. Um, We would love to hear from you and what you have to say. Give us an email or any of those things, the Web at gmail.com. Uh, you know, of course, Google is our favorite enterprise on the earth, but they are the one we're using. It is what it is. Um, so we're on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we are on TikTok, and we are on Twitter. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. So go and follow us, go hit us up. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, guys, remember that this month and next month, all of your subscriber, um, money that's coming to us is actually going down South to Mexico city to pastor Miguel, who is actually in the process of trying to make Bibles, get more Bibles made, the uh, uh, underground Bible, La Biblia Subterranea, um, so that he can pass them out. There is a, um, an event coming up in March. I think it's the very last day of March, if I'm not mistaken, called um, uh, Exodo Fest. And what they do is they go way out, way, way out, in like up on a really important mountain that's pretty near the city, about two, three hours out.
3: Isn't so that I, Good Friday?
1: Uh, I think it might be. Check it for me. Oh, um, well, the twenty
3: ninth is Good Friday, so it's the day in between. I think it's like
1: all those days, like it's just the weekend. It's like Saturday and Sunday, so it's e-
3: um, Easter weekend. It's
1: very cool. People
3: go up what there. What a and, good time! And,
1: yeah, well, I mean, he probably chose it specifically for that. Um, they always camp out there. There's a bunch of you know just little camp settlements, a bunch of tents out there, and um, they really do it to share share the gospel. All sorts of bands from all over the place come or go, I should say to uh La Malinche is the name of the mountain out there um where they have it which is r- real near I think it used to or is real near a volcano I can't remember off the top of my head but anyway the point is they share the gospel using those Bibles and they are geared towards the underground scene punks, goths, metalheads, so on and so forth. So um without further ado, I don't want to take up any more time. Um Cheryl, do you have anything you wanted to add before I bring in our lovely guest?
3: No. Okay. <laughs> no not yet i'll I'll add plenty eventually
1: well i want to bring on our guest here in a moment uh his name is john Kerwin. he is the author of oh i'm gonna forget the name the conspiracy theorist uh survival guide is the name of his book that is out on amazon right now you can go and check that out um i have read through it um obviously i wouldn't be here wouldn't be very uh gentlemanly or very prepared and lacking in preparedness. But <laughs> um, so he um, actually, I'm going to let him kind of give his own explanation. I'm kind of new at this and I don't want to mess it up. So I'm going to kind of let him give his uh, intro and then we'll kind of get into our backstory and just kind of chit-chatting and, and figure out you know where we're going and stuff. So without further ado, John.
3: Dun, da, da, da. All right. Welcome.
0: Hey. <laughs> hey guys. Great to be with you. Really looking forward to our you. Convo. Mm-hmm.
1: You no, know, convo is a weird word.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, I use it all the time too. So, guys, <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw in any of the chats this week. Ricky is an old guy when it comes to shortening words in conversations, like combo or ESP for especially. <laughs> So I thought I'd just throw him under the bus for everybody's amusement nice.
0: right now. The <laughs> poor thing.
1: She well, let me give some context. So one of our, <laughs> our listeners sent me something and she says, Do you get it? And it was a picture of Neil Armstrong, but it said Neil, and then it said dot had a dot uh, and then it had an A. And then it was like a mirrored image and it was an alien on a spaceship and it said A dot Lien. So it looked like a mirror image of Neil Armstrong and an alien. And I was like She's like, Do you get it? I was like, Well, I i get it and then she goes mm-hmm. yeah well it says you a and a and i was like yes she goes esp the alien and i was like esp was
3: like, what, 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 see and where's... i knew right away she met especially I, but, the alien uh,
1: and she goes, no, 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 especially the alien. Oh, I thought you were talking about ESP, superpowers, and all that good stuff. I was totally lost. But anyway,
3: and when people private message us, either one of us will answer at any time. And sometimes you'll get both of us, and so it gets a little bit chaotic. And and sometimes one of us is up in the mountain, and her uh, network. It is lagging a little bit, and she misses some things and says mm-hmm. stuff and confuses the conversation more. <laughs> it's
1: all good. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. So we've been having a fun time online the past few weeks. Um, John, it's good to have you on, man. You yeah. You are our podcast invitee, so we don't want to leave you out in the cold. Um, tell us a little bit about how long you've been doing this, I guess, like, you know, podcasting and everything. How, how long you've been doing the podcast for?
0: Um, I've been on YouTube for about seven years. I just started my podcast recently. It's, it's the same name as the book. And it's, pr- it's on most of the major, or it's on all the major podcast platforms. It's called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide Podcast. Yep. And we, we cover the journey of the Christian truther our, our narratives are very aligned. Uh, what you guys are addressing is almost identical. Essentially I came from a ministry background. I was a full-time ministry for about 11 years in New York at a big church with Dave Wilkerson as a youth pastor and a worship leader. And then another 20 years as a, as a worship leader in lay ministry. So I've been in and around the church for the better part of 30 years on the platform and traveling. And so, you know, what you happens as a believer, you come into the kingdom. I remember when I got saved and I went to hang out with my friends and they were passing me the joint and then cursing and <laughs> I had gotten born again, you know, just overnight. And I remember thinking, these guys are either gonna come up where I am or I'm gonna go down where they are, but we're not gonna coexist. Well, the same thing happens to the Christian when suddenly god taps him on the shoulder and says hey did you notice that the lunar lander looks like it's made of curtain rods and cardboard or 9 11 is fake so you start to question officialdom and you begin to then have another experience of persecution but this time it's from friends family and church members Sure. because they don't know and they don't want to know
1: in society at large frankly
0: yeah so that's what the book is about it's about the uh it's a guidebook for persecuted truthers and i wrote it because i made a few videos initially to try to you know heal the chasm that was forming between my wife and i you know she thought i was nuts and then uh what i I posted on youtube and i started getting flooded with people posting telling me the same things that i was going through Wow. So I just kept making them, and then seven years later, I'm got a hundred videos, so I'm still here. <laughs> then I wrote the book. <laughs> That's intense, man. man, I'm glad I grew up weird,
3: so it was never yeah. like a a normal thing for me. I've always I've always been weird, um, <clears throat> but I've always I've always had the reputation as well that if you want a straight answer and you want the truth, hmm. that I will always always give them, even though I'm. Heal your people for sure. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's actually something I wanted to
1: ask you, man. Um, how how was it you? Because I think I think both and I's backstory is very different from yours. Um, yeah. so how was it you stumbled kind of into this? Like, how did you get kind of drawn into? I mean, I guess yeah. for back, lack of a better word. I what
3: was your red pill?
0: Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was a pattern day trader at that point seven years ago. I was trading full time. And uh, so I'm in and around the financial markets. And I discovered or was shown that the Federal Reserve wasn't federal. It was (laughs) private banks. And, you know, it's looking back, it's sort of embarrassing but because these things seem so obvious now. But back then, I was just an unconvinced normie person, you know, doing life. And you're not questioning anything. I don't know how they get us to shut our brains off. It's like lesser magic or whatever. But what happened to me is what oh, happens to a lot of people. I don't
3: think that takes magic. It, it's people's natural inclination to be lazy, to be comfortable.
0: Well, the, the, uh, yeah, I, it it there's a lot of It doesn't even require a whole lot <laughs> right. of, of
3: any outside <laughs> force exertion. That's how we are.
0: No, I hear you. I hear you. So what I said to myself was well if that's not true what else isn't true and i believe that's the genesis of the truther that's the the core operating system because that's when you start to question everything and you start turning over rocks and you find a conspiracy under almost every rock yeah
1: yeah that's fair enough
2: how
3: was how was your uh scripture life at that point um were you somebody who has always gone to the scripture for yourself Um, Did you kind of leave it to, to somebody else and then start delving in the word at, at a certain point? Because for me, I started memorizing scripture when I was seven. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was brought up in a um, four square church and, you know, the kids groups have the, the different themes or whatever, but there were always these challenges to um, memorize scripture and for me it came very easily and i found so much solace in it as a little child who or solace in it sorry as a little child who had gone through a lot of abuse um so for me i've always i've always read the word for myself like Mm -hmm. i don't know before i started reading kids books it feels like i was reading god's word um is that how it was for you, or was there a time that you can say, "Oh, you know, before I was kind of like, eh, with the word God," and then it was like, "Boom"?
0: Oh no, I was in the ministry. I was preaching every Sunday, and I—that oh, I, uh,
3: doesn't mean anything.
0: Well, I, <laughs> I
3: wish it did. I, I'm, I'm going
0: to answer your question. I, I spent <laughs> three to four hours a day in the Word for over a decade when I was in New York. I had a lot of time on my hands. Uh, and then the following and I went to Bible school as well so then the following 20 years again I, I've walked with the Lord for 40 years 41 years now so I, I read the scriptures this morning my daily devotional I you know have a prayer book that I use with scriptures so yeah'm I'm, I'm a devout follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and his word
1: bless you my son
3: yeah. <laughs> I know that there there are two different kinds of of um reading the word. You know when we re- we have a an idea already of what we're going to say and so we're going to cherry pick all of the scriptures to back us up. There's there's that kind of reading the word and then there is the reading God's word and letting it letting it lead you instead of you leading it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, the rhema versus the Logos, so
3: pretty much
0: it's, it's really just a doorway to him. That's a a lot of us, I think, have fallen into that trap of starting to fall into Phariseeism where we're exchanging a relationship for head knowledge and, you know, we have problems. So then we start treating it like a self-help book instead of uh, a person. You know we don't we don't serve a book we serve uh, the living god and so it's easy to drift away from that mooring of uh just that goofy love of jesus you know and it's just a romance
3: right you know that's a super good point the difference between having a relationship with it with our creator yeah. why does he want a relationship with me oh my right. goodness but he does versus yeah, here's the set of the set of rules that I'm going to turn down everybody's throat, including my own. Where's a, a
0: spoonful of sugar, you know? And just another Bible study. And it, you know, it's easier to exchange this outward activity of Bible studies and listening to Christian music and going to the men's meeting, but you're not allowing the dealings of the heart. You know, you have secret sin, and you hate your mommy, and you... cursing and you know looking at things in the dark you shouldn't be whatever the thing is right but you feel like but you're busy over here with christian activities and you say god knows i'm in the game no it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way he's after our hearts and the bible can become an idol just like the pharisees they were devout they were learned but they ran headlong into Jesus and they didn't recognize God when he was standing right in front of them. Right? Yeah. Right?
3: And they they did they used that as as their weapon. Yeah. And and you know what the word of God is a weapon and mm-hmm. it's what we're supposed to handle. But right. we we get confused and and since the neutering of of the word of God um people don't realize that that weapon we're supposed to use is against the spiritual enemy, an yeah. enclave of um, spirits that that are working to destroy us, to destroy our relationships, to separate us from each other, separate us from God, um, separate us from life, if they can do it. Yeah. And and so we think, oh, I need to, I need to use use this bible to to bash my cousin or get my friend to think my way and and um and we're swinging at shadows, using up all of our strengths because we we don't know what our enemy looks like
1: also I think there's a tendency there to um use the word kind of like you said as a head knowledge and so that becomes your if you i really like the way my pastor says this he always says if if you if you're gonna make it float you got to keep it afloat basically Mm. so if it's going to go to your hands and you're going to make it happen then you got to keep making it happen in turn if we allow god to do things then we don't have to keep that boat afloat it stays afloat own, right
2: Yeah. yeah yeah
0: It's nice having a Lord because He, I don't have to run my life; He runs it for me.
3: (laughs) Right? It's like it's that's why it's good to obey.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, like, what
3: am I supposed to do? Okay, well. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's crazy, and we're like, oh, I don't want to obey Yolo. What am I missing out on? I I'm gonna not have this fun, and it's like, man, so much of the. Um, weight is off of my shoulders mm. because I took his burden and I gave him mine. Or I can take back yeah. my burden and I can struggle all the way up the hill with it.
0: Right. God God really got a hold of me a couple months back because I saw this short testimony of this old preacher. He'd been serving God and I don't know what path he was on, but he died on the operating table and he went before God and God told this guy your faith is in vain and your ministry is an abomination it's all self now go back and finish right <laughs> that's what God told him so he comes back well I took that to heart and I stopped the presses and I started crying out to the Lord and the, and so one of the defining life scriptures now for me is the son could do nothing apart from the father right that's what Jesus's mission statement I do nothing unless i see the father do it
2: go
3: anywhere i don't say anything only what he says only where he shows
0: right because you might you might not have any open sin but you're self-directed you're not relying on him for the blueprint so if he tells you to go take the walls of jericho and you try to go in there with a cannon you're going to fail you've got to do this cockamamie thing where you march around seven days you got to get his blueprint because then it's the only thing that's gonna bring him glory because he does not he's not impressed with my ideas and my talent. It's just pure obedience. That's the only thing that passed his sniff test. So it's yeah. kind of where right. I'm at
1: right now. That's good stuff, man. Hey, um, I, I should give you, well, I, I think that that's probably a good place for us to start too. Um, you've got kind of to give him your background. It's, it's good to know and kind of understand. Um, I think Shell shared a little bit. She probably has more to share, but I'm gonna share real quick kind of where I came at this from. Um, I have never been in the cool crowd. That has never, ever, ever, ever been like where I belonged. I just never was. And I tried. I tried many, many years. All the time I was a kid, all the time. It it just never happened for me. It just wasn't my thing. And that's okay. Um, I grew up in a Church of Christ church. So to me... By the time I was a teenager, like I was already listening to heavy metal. Um, We'll just leave it at that. That's a simple, everybody kind of knows that moniker. Um, And uh, I was finding a way to kind of release a frustration that I couldn't really externalize properly. And I was going to a church where instruments, for God's sake, weren't even allowed, much less the Holy Spirit moving or having any kind of manifestation or anything like that. And so from a really young age, I was already really, really defiant of so many kind of norms and uh, common understandings so that to me was not it you know making some of these leaps more recently in life was not a hard thing to do for me i was mm-hmm. already kind of a fringe dude growing up i always have been um right now i'm kind of mangy but you know i look
2: like a <laughs> decent human
1: being but growing up man i had long hair i paint my nails black I, my eyeliner was black all over i mean i was just like God yeah. out. didn't care what other people thought, you know, like, um, I never had a doubt about who God was, even though I was super frustrated with the world, super, super angry, honestly. Um, I had a rough home life growing up. Um, I had a father who was physically present, but very much emotionally, you know, in his own world and his own stuff. And really, um, a lot of times just unable to attend to the basic needs that kids have, you know? Um, and so for me growing up, like I just found soulless, solace, however you want to say I it. I know I did and it too. <laughs> soulless. I do have a soul. Um, which by the way, I, this is a total aside. I just have to say this because it's so freaking cool. I never really would have thought of this, but we were talking about why the Nephilim couldn't be saved just because they don't have souls. They are soulless.
2: Mm. Anyway,
1: I'm going to continue with the katak. Sorry guys, I just had to throw that little nugget in there because hmm. I learned it yesterday. Um, and, and so growing up, that just, you know, that just was just life for me, you know. And I was always, I, was, I wasn't I was the one that was always talking about giants because I didn't know because nobody really introduced me to the ideas because I didn't really have access to any of that stuff because of where I grew up in church. Like, it was like a total foreign thing to me. Well, I went on a, uh, I guess I was 13, 12, something like that. And uh, I ended up going to a small Christian church, uh, small Christian um, uh, school, excuse me, and then ended up going to church there, which is the church that Shelley's at now. And it's an Assemblies of God church, but, you know, there's like a million different type. It's kind of like saying, oh, I go to a non-denominational church. It's the same thing as like saying, oh, yeah. Assemblies of God. Yeah. So in this particular church, they, God, they actually believe in the gifts of the spirit, which is something that was like absolutely foreign and really awkward to me growing up. But I, you know in spite of how uncomfortable it made me feel, it was kind of irrelevant. I was like, well, if this is the God of the universe that can do whatever he wants, who am I to question how he does it? Um, so one thing led to another. There was definitely conflict with, with my parents and which church I was going to growing up. Blah, blah, blah. And I was always on the fringes. I always wanted to go mm-hmm. and preach the gospel, share the gospel with people. I always wanted to be at a show, playing music, talking to people, uh, screaming my guts out, playing guitar, you know, stuff like that. I like it all that good stuff that uh, you do when you're 18 19 20. um even moved abroad i lived in mexico city for five years you know shared the gospel played in a band a lot of stuff and so all these kind of what i'm getting at is all these kind of life experiences for me when when covid hit it took me like two weeks to figure out what was going on i was like nope i know exactly what's going on this is not legit there's some weird stuff going on i don't trust anybody i don't trust anything Right. Um, I was. A, I'm a Chinese, uh, Mandarin Chinese major. Uh, I studied East Asia. I know the, the Chinese government well, and so I was furious. And then, you know, more stuff starts coming up. You start finding out the Euro government is more corrupt than you could possibly fathom. And uh, so, you know, one thing just kind of led to the other, and I was like, oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm okay living on the fringes. <laughs> I've already been there. You know. Now at least yeah. I can give it a name, uh, because when you're kind of wandering in the desert and you don't feel like you belong anywhere for the longest time, you're just like, well, okay. I mean, I guess this is just kind of how it is. And then you're like, Oh, it's a ploy to completely alter humanity. Fair enough. All right. Makes sense to me. Right. <laughs> so for me, right. I'm, I was on board with it. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't this like struggle where, where I, I was trying to fit in. I was like, I never fit in anyway. And so I was just like, all right, Let's just assume it. Let's just make it, you know, appropriate it. And that's kind of my path, man, to, um, I guess what you would deem a a truther, um, to really becoming, I I guess, fringe or whatever you want to call it. Really, it's just associating, uh, sorry, assimilating the information that God has in his word that, uh, either does or doesn't match up with reality, you know, and, and we, we may agree on which conspiracies we think that we, we align on completely, and that's fine. We may disagree. I, that that is kind of a you know a moot point for for me. Um, the point here to me is that that we at least deal with these issues, and that's really what this podcast is about. That we we refuse to deal with these issues, you know. And I'm not saying that we have to pound someone's brain in for them to listen to it. But I am saying um, we're going to be here. We're going to present present the evidence. We're going to talk about what we find. Um, there's legit stuff going on. There are other gods, you know, there's not just a single god. There's one only worthy of worship, right? But there are many and they are meddling, meddling all the time with all sorts of yeah, stuff in all sorts of ways. And so, I mean, to me, that, that really is kind of the, the trajectory and this has been the path and I, I think that uh, the koof poke was what really kind of pushed us all over, the, the, the both of us over the edge to do this, this podcast. It had already been yeah. in the works, but Anyway, well, and
3: during that time, um, we have we have a small group of one, two, three, four, five, six of us um, who uh, would get together, not even get together because we're we're all over. Um, some of us are here in El Paso. Ricky's in San Antonio. Uh, sorry, Austin. <laughs> I wish you were in San Antonio <laughs> yeah, the most I would be visiting. I love San Antonio. I love to visit. <laughs> I don't want to live there, but I love the city. um another one in the okay. midland area um and another one in New Mexico. is that where Kel is
1: uh, Kelly? Kelly no, she's in like Abilene area
3: oh okay, so midland, nah, certainly. we're all Texas, but spread out and and um we would we would spend time praying for each other, you know what, either out loud or via a text. Um, And we would talk with each other about whatever was going on and encourage one another. And I think that that is vital. We were spending time touching base with each other every day and we lifted each other up and uh, bolstered one another, recognizing the truth and being able to encourage each other. You know, so like carry when Ricky's huh?
1: Carry each other's burdens.
3: Absolutely. Not not the backpack but the boulder. That, that's right. <laughs> when um it started becoming a thing, hey, if you don't take this little pokey poke, you may not have a job anymore. And that happened to Ricky. And so we would be praying, you know, Lord provide for him, um, give him vindication, whatever, you know, and and um, we had all had the conversations. Okay, what am I going to do if this happens? You know, what what it, what is the thing to do? And it wasn't necessarily the same. We didn't all do the same exact thing, yeah. um, but we encouraged each other in the truth the whole time. And I think that that's vital for yeah. um, for you when you know the truth. You have to have a body that's with you that surrounds you because you know what in in my church there were various levels of people who believed one thing about Certainly. the pandemic and other people believed a different thing about the pandemic and mm-hmm. and you know in a church setting you you have some people but you don't have everybody but when you know the truth and you are on the journey, it's like when Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Hey, let's go, let's go together. And there's so much strength in that. Yeah. Um which which I think is why we have found you because it's the same. It's it's um deep Christ to deep. Deep Christ to deep when you mm-hmm. when you know the truth. And you find somebody else who knows the truth um it's so encouraging to be able to talk about um well, when they're a believer in in Jesus, then you get to talk about your your best love, mm. you know and and that that is such a soul nourishing thing mm-hmm. um to get to be a part of,
2: yeah,
1: mhm. Um, I think that that kind of covers the intro. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, man, um, I uh, should disclose this about myself, um, about both of us, frankly, but but especially myself. So my my area of study going, going to college and, uh, no, I don't feel like I wasted it. Uh, I, you know, I have debt, but uh, I felt like I used that debt pretty dang well. I'm not going to lie. I got to study like three different languages. Uh, I... Acquired all sorts of crazy stuff. One of those is a linguistics degree. So, when I come at a subject, I want to pick apart every word. I want to know what it means. I want to know where it comes from. I want to know why it's there. I want to know so on so forth. Blah, 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 blah. Um, that being said, how would you define the unconvinced?
0: Yeah, there's clearly two different types or groups um, that I've identified. And the first one is people that don't know these things that are outside the Oberton window. They're typically called conspiracy theories, Uh, but they're basically topics that are not sanctioned by officialdom. So 9-11 was an inside job is a conspiracy theory. And so essentially the majority of people have the this defining characteristic, which is they don't know about these things, but they don't want to know. Right. So they exhibit the textbook definition of delusion. Delusion means you, you believe what's wrong, but you're resistant to facts. The truther, on the other hand, this other group, whatever you call them, mm-hmm. they've discovered these massive conspiracies and they've chosen to accept them. And that's a function of integrity. And they allow the truth to take them wherever it goes. So they're branded a truther, meaning they have decided to begin to question officialdom. And they do want to know. They're, they're on, a, on a fact-finding tour. And that, that massive shift in your ideals and priorities creates relational chasms that, in my experience, um, and actually the reason I wrote the book is because I, I probably personally interacted with over 200 people that have been divorced by their spouse in the last seven years, thousands that have told me their children don't talk to them, their friends don't talk to them. And it's not like we're ramming things down people's throats. I mean, if you're trying to do life with a spouse yeah. and imagine, imagine there's two atheists that get married and then one of them gets radically born again and spirit-filled the atheist is going to go along with it for a while but they're finally going to be like hey honey i'm glad you're happy but you're going to have to choose jesus or me yeah and and i can tell you what i would do if i was told that i was like uh, you know i love you but you don't have the words of eternal life so if you're going to issue an ultimatum that's on you and that's what happened to me (laughs) what's that just I said Jesus or Mises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: okay, that's. I mean, that 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 uh, is a pretty solid uh, definition. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, about two hundred spouses. That's that's a uh, substantial group of people. Um, we're talking about four hundred families essentially. Uh, excuse me, two hundred families, about four hundred yeah. four hundred individual you know, people and couples, that's a, that's a lot of people. Um, I guess, how do I want to ask this question? Well, let's just go straight to the, you know, to the jugular here. Can you give me a, a, a really striking example of, um, one of like a, a couple like that. Um, but then also like a, a very erratic reaction that you've had before
0: yeah well i can give you one example me um you know i didn't leave my spouse i was asked to leave i begged her not to break up the family but she said i i don't want to be married to you we're in two different worlds wow. and so uh, the problem is there's a mind control component to this which many have been programmed not only to not want to know but to attack the person that's questioning the official story and that goes all the way back to the original bulletin from 1967 that the cia created and they released these talking points and that's where the term conspiracy theory comes from right. yep. yep and it's a character assassination term yep. it's designed to shame you into silence it means i don't believe what you believe and frankly i'm a little embarrassed that you would b- even be so dumb to buy into those conspiracy right. theories right, right? And, and it and it basically puts you on notice. yeah now the the problem is if you if you then persist, they then begin to perceive you as being obsessed, which is fairly valid. Uh, it's very often a rocky road when you start uncovering these, but my observation is that you're supposed to be obsessed if you're in a burning building. That's the correct <laughs> response to peril.: yeah. Sure one of the things that we discover in this is that we're not supposed to trust uh blood drinking psycho mobsters that run the world like fauci and different people that are running things are not what you think and they don't know that and so it it creates an overnight tectonic shift of your ideals and priorities yeah Yeah. and they can't understand what you're going through they don't want to know and and there's then worse they then very often will shut down any attempt to bridge gaps to build bridges of understanding so you'll be told i don't want to talk about it you care more about those things than you do me you're obsessed those are all attack vectors which basically shut the door to relationship and then ultimately i talk about this in chapter six the three stages of rejection Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're if you persist and you're vocal so i'd be I'd, you know for two years after a couple of years i said nothing so i'm not ramming anything down anybody's throat hmm. but i said i'm going to go over here and save the world if you don't mind okay after hours or whatever but that was not acceptable and so i was given an ultimatum if you talk about these crazy things i can't have a relationship with you now never in seven years have i heard of one truther go to their spouse or their friends and tell them, if you don't talk to me about these things I've discovered, I can't have a relationship with them. Sure. We don't do that. Okay, we're the ones that are trying to build bridges of understanding and have an intelligent discourse. Yeah. But we get a very vitriolic, this is to answer your second question, an example of a bizarre response. As As this was unfolding between my spouse and I, uh, after a couple of years, she had a, a intervention. I came home, and the pastor, the assistant pastor, and the deacon, and my wife were in the sunroom.
2: Yeah.
0: I said, "Oh, you guys having a you know prayer meeting or something?" You know, didn't tell me. No, no. You need to sit down, John. And my wife, who's a drug and alcohol addiction counselor, said oh, I needed wow. medication.
1: Oh wow. That's a, so that's a huge conflict of interest right there. Wow
0: it's kind of like that. And then I reached out to this one pastor who was a uh, pastor Tom. He was this meek, mild, loving guy, loved the Lord, just as peaceful. All right. So I, re- I reached out to him and say, listen, my wife and I are really going through some stuff and we needed somebody to mediate and just be able to talk with Would you meet with us? Sure. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, by the way, what is it that, you know, you're struggling with? And I said, well, you know, I'm part of a growing number of people, believers, that believe the earth is flat and stationary and the Bible's supernaturally changing and there's underground bases. And he says, Well, if that's what you believe, then you're nuts and I can't help you. Click! He hung wow. up on me.
1: You'll excuse my lack of surprise because I read the story, so I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. I'm like, Yeah, I, I know what happens.
0: So <laughs> then what do you do? You but, know, you're yes. kind of standing there with your nerve endings hanging out because you're discovering. The program, I call it the death to truth or algorithm. It's in everybody. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't act like a normal, you know, uh, thinking loving person that you've invested your life with. Sure. You're, you're treated as a newbie troublemaker. Yeah. And uh, they're like panicked bullies and they just, rah, they just rise up and just start. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I've been doing this a long time. And I have posts every day from subscribers telling me, John, everything you're talking about is the same. My kids don't talk to me. I got one today. My kids don't talk to me anymore. Wow. Now these We're not running off with the mouth all the time. This is... The last two years I was in my house, I didn't say anything negative or controversial. For two years, I was what I call happy dad. Okay? So I'm going to comply with your censorship guidelines. I'm gonna roll with you because you are more important to me than anything, right? That I I'm gonna put
3: not. on my mask at the grocery store so that well, you feel better. No, I that I refuse to do well, you know what I mean, but it's yeah. that it's that kind of <laughs> acquiescence. Exactly, exactly.
1: The um the uh I'll put on my my imaginary mask. Right. <laughs> That's what you were going for. I mean, no you were going for the regular shelf
0: but what i found out is it didn't matter because it was the elephant in the room it was already known that i had crossed over to them. and so there was just this tension all the time and and it's actually them in other words they're the ones that had put this censorship guideline on me to stay in rapport with them
2: i see what you're saying
0: okay not me right i'm just you know relationships require mutual respect so i am not being shown respect especially as the father and the husband certainly however i'm going i'm not going to place these things over them so i'm going to roll i'm going to knuckle under but to me it felt like crawling around begging for crumbs of respect because basically i am now this is what my kids think of me they think i'm a weak-minded boob that has been tricked by photoshop tricks and then I've chosen those dumb, stupid lies over them, so they're terribly hurt and ticked off. And uh, you know, t- attempts to go to them and say, you know, you know, look, this is what I found. I don't want to talk about it because they they associate what I believe with mommy and daddy breaking up, so it's a trigger for them. Right, sure, sure, right. Sure. So they can't go there. And I'm like. God, what do I do? I'm like, I'm like I can't, I can't be what you want me to be, right? It's like the Truman Show guy, he, he finds out he's in a TV studio, his fiancée's an actress. What's he going to do? Well, what difference does it make? I still got to go to work, don't I? That would be unthinkable, wouldn't it? If the Truman guy went back to work the next day. No, he escaped, and he got on a boat, and he found the edge of the place, and he got out of there. That's us. Right and there's no once you see you can't unsee and once you start turning over rocks you cannot i started telling my wife i said honey i got off the bus i can't do life yeah. she had no concept of what i was talking about Thank none um man well
1: that opens up some
0: questions <laughs> i so, mean this is really tough it's sure. just like when you get born again and all i had to get all new friends I, I have pictures of me with my friend, Rob Paul, in diapers. This guy was my friend since the crib. And I got born again when I was 23. And I mean, within a matter of weeks and months, we were no longer friends. Because sure. I'm uncompromising. I'm like, hey, I found the meaning of life, bro. You're not coming with me. I, I'm like, sorry. Yeah. I got to follow Jesus. Well, this I'm, is the I'm, same thing. To a certain degree. It's a little different. However,
3: it's well, a paradigm I
0: just, shift. Yeah.
1: It's like a huge, it's a huge life changing dynamic. Like yes. yeah. there's, there's nothing that stays the same.
0: You know? I just did a talk. It's called help. I have more than 10 rabbit holes in my portfolio. <laughs> so the more of this you get into, the harder it is to do life. Like you used to, like landscaping and bowling. And you're just like, no, these people are going to kill us. And we're being vindicated. Yeah. I mean, look at what's going on. We're, we've got 10,000 people a, a day coming over the border. I mean, that's, you can't walk that back. They're blowing up the food manufacturing plants. I mean, it's just hell on yeah,
3: right.
0: earth. And Everything
3: like, is. All the food stuff is just magically burning up for right. some unknown reason. Right. As well Eat as bugs. The food
1: formula. So on and so. <laughs> on. Right. Let, let me ask you a question, man. With yeah. regard to, particularly Christians, I actually don't like that word. I go with nominal Christians because, in my mind, that's what they are. They're nominal. Um, hmm. they, they are a culturally sanctioned Christian is what they really yeah. are. Um, do yeah, do a club. you think that
3: that's, what's that? It's a club. You, well, yes. They're do members of the that that club, but...
1: Do you think that that's what it is, that it's, it's just a club membership and that's why people are that way? Or do you think that that they really have some serious cognitive dissonance? Like, what do you think, in your estimation, that that kind of wall is that you're... Do you mean,
0: why, why do people resist wanting to know? Is particularly people that call themselves Christians, particularly. Um, I I don't think the, the biblical worldview enters into this. This cuts across all demographics. I have a chapter in my book called The Demographics of the Truth or Community. I believe the resistance comes from a, a variety of things. Well, one of them is integrity. Integrity determines your, just your choice at the moment you're shown the evidence. And typically people immediately count the cost, right? They know intuitively if they bite down on this, then they're going to get persecuted because they're persecuting you, right? So it's essentially a um, cowardice that they prefer their happy life. They're on a joy ride and they don't want to give it up. So they commit an intellectual suicide. And they, now though, here's the problem. Once they decide, I'm not going to admit NASA is lying and the media is lying to the, all of humanity. Let's just use that as an example, right? So what's the option? The only option is to attack the messenger now. Of course. So they go directly to ad hominem attacks and then start invoking terms like conspiracy theory, kook, nut job, trafficking in the dark corners of the internet, fringe, uh, you know, you can't believe everything you see on the internet. They start disparaging you. <laughs> right and if that's your spouse and your kids like my i looked up the definition of trust and it means to believe someone has character well my beloved wife basically characterized me as a as a nut job not overtly she made every effort to be civil but it's it's unavoidable when you opt out of being you know like like the i would say she so would say, you, you're, you care more about that information than you do us. I said, do you mean the truth? <laughs> like, is the truth optional to you? Because it's not to me. Yeah. And I'm sorry you don't like the truth. I really do like the truth. I prefer the truth. Sometimes I don't,
3: don't prefer the truth, but I loathe the the other
0: option. The option, right, right.
3: You know, I mean, sometimes <laughs> the, the truth is hard. Following the truth is hard. It's it's always funny to me when somebody will ask me, Shelly, do you want to do this? Want has no bearing in this. Is it the right thing to no. do? Well, then I do it because it's the right thing to do. That's right. Not because I want to do it or don't want to do it. That doesn't play into it. That's it's integrity. You do what's right. You yeah. you follow the truth because, well, gosh, because it is it it. it it remains.
1: See, because yeah. here's the thing. You, you you do bring up an interesting point that's cross demographic, which is integrity. But but my 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 unsatisfied mind can't get the best of me, and so maybe I won't okay. an answer. Um,
0: Take another shot at it. Go ahead. It's
1: Okay, you know I'm I'm okay with that if that's the case. But do you think that there is something in us? that makes us desire truth because i don't this this may be way a way deeper religious slash philosophical conversation than you know i even am equipped to, to really ask the questions about but to me it almost i almost want to equate it with being like a calvinistic point of view which i am
3: I, not I a calvinist
1: am abject rejector of calvinism i think it's a ridiculous idea because god has free will And if we are image bearers, we have to have a level of free will to be image bearers. Like, that's that's a prerequisite. So I I guess what I'm saying is, what do you think it is in humans? Because we're we're talking about a cross demographic now. What
0: do you think it Mm -hmm. is in
1: humans that makes them tick that way? Or not tick appropriately, I guess is a better way to to ask the question.
0: Yeah, there's... uh people are wired. Like I have twins and they came out pre-programmed. They couldn't have been as different as chalk and cheese. Yeah. Right. It wasn't nature nurture. It was nature. So first of all, God wires you a certain way. And so I remember when I was, before I was saved, I'd be at like keg parties at high school. And I'd be standing there watching all of my friends in high school, you know, doing, you know, the party and I'd be sitting there thinking there must be more to life than this. Like I'd have all these like s- s- philosophical ramblings going on in my mind, right? So so some people tend to have deeper thinking sure. processes, right? Yeah. They, they they think about eternity and the meaning of life and then other people are like, la-di-da, they're just carefree and they're just living in the moment. So I don't know. I think it's just the way people are made. but.
3: That ignorance is bliss. People, yeah. I totally. Like ignorance scares the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know what, Shelly They very often they're happy though. I you know. can't take that and from them. That,
3: that, that must be nice,
1: head, right? Like ignorance is bliss, like and, until it's not anymore, of course.
0: Yeah, I guess right. It's like the Martha Mary dynamic, you know. Mary was right according to Jesus, just to chill and just worship. Just chill and worship. And don't, don't be all worked up about uh, everything. So, uh-huh, I mean, But they wouldn't
3: have eaten if it wasn't for Martha. That's it. Martha Just was... Mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it to want to be Mary, yep. but I would have been doing the dishes with Martha. I'm oh, not going to lie. Yes. My, my, yep.
1: my, uh, my wife does a, uh, a devotional with my kids every morning before. They're homeschooled. My kids are homeschooled. And so every morning before they start homeschool, they'll do a devotional. And like the other day... My wife is like, she was, she was reading it obviously in Spanish, but you know, the equivalent is Martha, Martha. And so now it's, like, <laughs> it's always like, Martha, Martha. Right? Martha. Um, right? Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's right. I, I guess, I guess it's just, it's one of those things that I feel like it, it's an, it's almost an incompatible thought with my brain because here's the deal. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll lay this out, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of tell you the reason that I'm, that I'm kind of calculating this idea this way. God is a fully sovereign being, and we are to appoint sovereign beings, just like the sons of God are, are sovereign beings to appoint as well. Okay? We know this because there's scripture. I'm not going to waste our time. We all agree, you know, that that's the case. Um, My curiosity here is, though, like, I know, I know that that has to be true. And so because I know that, I also know that God works his will, his sovereign, majestic, fully complete will into our lives, even though we have free will as well. So Mm -hmm. our free will does not contraindicate what his ultimate will is. Regardless of what we do with the free will we've been given, so having that kind of context around it, the reason that I—it's just—it's—it's such a hard thing for me to grasp—is like, what is it in our brain that makes us decide, "Oh, absolutely not! I'm not doing. I'm not going to go down that path. Don't even, don't even Mm -hmm. touch it." You know, and there's some people that we've uh, had—you've had this happen before a million times, I'm sure. You know, like that we'll—they'll get into a conversation with us online. No, this is wrong. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, here's the scripture, bro. Yes, yeah. I mean the, the, the Nephilim and sons of God. That's the one that trips everybody and their mama. They're just like, no, 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 that's not what the Bible says. I'm like, it actually does say that. If you go look at the Hebrew, and yeah. you go look what it says, you'll see that that's exactly what's referring to. You look at the, the Septuagint. That's what they're referring to. And so, you know, a lot there. I've actually been surprised there are more people that are willing to to engage. And, and a lot of times, these are Christians, right? <laughs> You talk yeah. to a non-Christian and they're like, "Giants? Well, that sounds cool." Uh, yes, well, I know more right. About it. Yeah, well,
3: that's they're what the cool. Romans always believed, anyhow. How so, so <laughs> they're
1: like, "Oh yeah, the Egyptians talk about that." But then you get Christians and they're like, "Absolutely, Absolutely no. no. You know, and you're like, yeah. and, that's, and I will say that that's been the large, the smaller portion of interaction for us, which surprised me. Um, but there is a belligerence about it you know some mm-hmm. people are just so belligerent and i'm like why dude like what what do you gain from that what does that mm. mean? to me it doesn't make sense uh, it's just it's hard for me to kind of absorb and believe or take i don't know what yep. to
0: say. it's uh well the devil goes to church a lot you know it's the religious spirit <laughs> more that
3: than all of us
0: drives that type of exclusivity mm-hmm. of uh, superficiality they just you know you have a cookie cutter ma- world view and you know there's a lot of things
2: hmm.
0: that are not delineated in the scripture that are real yeah. all kinds of stuff so you have to know the author not the book the book is not the is not deity god is the deity and you have to use the book to just know him but you know there's a lot of factors there's infrasonics there's you know um sanford stanford study showed that the fluoride reduces iq by 20 percent there's 50 different chemicals in a chick-fil-a sandwich 27 chemicals in a mcdonald's french fry those are by design to dumb us down (laughs) and subdue us um we're being conquered we're being domesticated with um infrasonics uh, all the um, pharmaceuticals, MK Ultra, mind con- trauma-based mind control, all the Cavistock stuff, and then you have this part of your brain. It's called the reticular activation center, mm-hmm. and it filters out everything that's inconsistent with your paradigm. So a good example is if you decide to buy a Honda Accord, uh, then everywhere you go, you start seeing Honda Accords, right? Sure.
3: Sure, sure, White bear. Right. It's
0: really weird. And so, so, all of us have this tribal instinct, and we join. Like the example I use is a, a girl goes to a new town. That they move. So, she's going to her high school for the first time. Mm-hmm. And she walks into the lunchroom with her tray, and she's terrified because she doesn't know anybody. And she scans the room, and there's the goth people, the jocks, the nerds, the techie guys, or whatever. And she's looking around and then one of the girls in the goth group raises her hand and says, come on over here. Where do you think she's going to go? Right. Of course. Well, then she's going to adopt all of the values and the beliefs of the goth group to stay accepted. Right. Well, that's the normie. They're not just so it becomes a really big ask when you ask them to question uh, to accept the idea that nasa and the media are are literally using green screens and completely lying for instance
3: well because cognitive dissonance wears oh. you down it's yeah. exhausting it's exhausting yeah. to be the ones to go against the distinction narrative yeah. and unfortunately since the third century uh a.d um the supernatural um, has it's, been bleached out natural. of the Bible.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> um, it's it's like it's like Wonder Bread. You know, people who only grow up eating white bread, right? You know, they have no idea what real bread is, right? <laughs> and, and you know, because to them, white bread is or, or bread is sliced white stuff that comes you know totally (laughs) in process they have to throw some vitamins into it because they completely took everything out of it and that's that's what seminary does to the (laughs) the word of god Mm -hmm. it bleaches all of the supernatural right out of it and all of a sudden we're like those gods weren't real God was talking about idols. Really really he devoted two of 10 commandments to to little statues of Venus. That's
2: one thing. Yeah. Right. And, and,
3: and they're like, I mean, they cannot get it, but that it, it would cause cognitive dissonance and yeah. most at least westerners are not willing to um to be uncomfortable like that's one of the things that that we spend prayer time on we pray god make us uncomfortable people Mm. are worried man oh persecution's coming to america and i'm like please please the sooner persecution comes to america the sooner christians begin to know jesus yep
0: well that's for sure
3: it doesn't happen in comfort. Comfort is the one of the biggest enemies of Christianity, especially mm-hmm. of effective Christianity.
1: I I, yeah. I think a cool story to, to share here is actually of um, Francis Chan. When he, he went to visit a small village in China, I think there was about 240 people there. He, he went uh, and, and asked if he had a, a bustling little village. I mean, you know, no not a poor, poor village, you know, nothing fancy or anything like that. But we're talking like, you know, less than, less than 300 people. And I think that the whole village uh, was Christian and they were talking, to, Chan and Francis Chan was talking to the pastor. He's like, "Hey, how do you, how do you, I mean, how do you guys do this? You know? And, and they're like, and he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, how, how do you guys have this dynamic where you guys are just, you're all so happy you're serving the Lord, but it's backbreaking work. You know, you don't stop. It's non stop And he goes, well, we, you know, we we pray for the the five pillars. And he goes, well, what are they? You know, of course, to to be able to seek and save the lost, to be able to serve the Lord however we can. Blah blah blah. And he comes to the last one. He says, and we pray for we pray for um for struggle and persecution. And Francis Chan goes, what? He goes, yeah, we pray for struggle and persecution. And he goes, okay. He's like, and and as a result of that, what we've done is a, all all the families have adopted one or two disabled children. And everyone takes care of disabled kids in the church. Everyone does. the whole The whole village does. And so we actively seek to make our lives difficult to serve the Lord. And I was like, "Whoa,
0: man! Whoa, uh,
1: yeah! It's it's kind of mind blowing." Um, wow. And so, yeah, I mean, crazy stuff. So anyway, that was just to, to Shelley's point. Like
0: that's yeah, um, that that's. Yeah, God has a very different uh, take on our skin. He doesn't hold our comfort at the same level that we do. <laughs> Not at all. No, he doesn't.
1: Well, it kind of tends to happen when you uh, throw off the glorified uh, clothing that you were wearing in the garden. Yes. With the territory, bro. Um, hey, let me ask you a question, man. Yeah. I know, you know, given kind of the, the background, I, I know that it's, your, our conversation to, to up to this point, it may be, it may be a, a a question that's dead in the air. But I'm I'm going to ask it none, nonetheless. How can we best bridge the gap between the truther and the
0: unconvinced? Right, that's a great question. Um, to some degree, the chasm is an irreconcilable difference because in order for you to have. Um, intimacy you both have to be peacemakers right however the unconvinced is throwing up relational brick walls with their ultimatums and their unwillingness to engage in any kind of uh, examination so if you're confident about what you believe you're not afraid of examination you can come to me we'll, we'll pick pick i'll use 9 11 as a archetype for conspiracy theories right Let's say you believe the official story and I don't. I think it's what we were told was fake, right? Something else happened. You can come to me all day long and tell me why you believe that or ask me why I believe it, and I'm not offended, right? I don't tell you. I don't want to talk about that. So if they're doing that to you, that creates a, a relational stop sure. that you can't, you know, you you can't change them. So the only thing that you can do is observe this boundary that they've erected, which forces you into sort of living a lie in a sense, which is fine. Like my next door neighbor, uh, when I was still at the house, um, was a full-blown conspiracy theorist kook nut shop. I mean, she believed everything, right? Like I do. Uh, But she never said boo to her husband or her kids or anybody. And that's totally fine. You can do that. See, but in my case, I'm a preacher. I'm I'm a sales professional. I'm just wired to go make a difference. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's how God made me. So I won't talk to you. This is what I said. I'll agree to disagree with you. I won't try to convert you or the kids. But I'm going to go over here and... And once in a while I'll make some videos. And I was basically told no. If I did it, I'd get in trouble, right? And um you know, that was pretty much the deal breaker. Now again, I didn't I actually did delete my YouTube channel twice to try to save my marriage. Oh wow. jeez. However, at certain point I got a, a really clear message from God that know destiny trumps your own human need Mm -hmm. and you're not leaving but if you're going to be asked to leave or give this up you know jesus made it very clear this guy comes to him he's like hey i want to follow you but uh, my father's dying and jesus was ruthless he just said let the dead bury the dead you follow me
1: yeah well no i mean particularly about what you're talking about there is actually a uh i mean (laughs) we we use the Term unbeliever in uh, mm. in a little bit more uh, a bit of a different limelight here, right? But uh, I mean, Christ is very clear. Like, if you're willing to, if if your your spouse is an unbeliever and is willing to live with you, right, not leave. You know, right. your actions, your the way you conduct yourself, uh, uh, you know, under the table, how you're praying for your spouse and everything like that that will win you much more many more points than. Than um, anything else, well, in that situation, so, geez, man, I, you know, I applaud you. That's that's really, that's really rough.
0: Now, I will, I will say, there was one thing I learned during that two-year period when I was silent, and I was what I call happy dad. So I just talked about whatever they wanted to talk about, and I didn't really try to be the spiritual leader. Then, I mean, they didn't, they didn't want to... They didn't want me to teach them or lead them. So I just would go to the dinner table. I just eat and I just talk about fun, fun seasons in the sun, hair, nails, landscaping, movies, play dates, bowling, whatever it is. You, I'm, I'm just here. I'm in the same room, but you don't know me. You don't want to know me. And so this is me. And so, however, I'm bending over backwards to observe this boundary. But if we're watching a movie, you know, somebody on the movie screen would invoke the term conspiracy theory, and I would get Snickers in my direction. Well, that was a boundary that I decided I'm not going to tolerate this. This is a level of disrespect that I'm not willing to tolerate. So I came up with this statement. Excuse me. I may be mistaken, but I'm not crazy, and I'd appreciate it if you didn't use that term in my presence. It's very disrespectful. That's, that's worth the price of admission right there because I was attempting to be godly and humble and try to give them what they want, which is, you know, human relations skills 101. You observe people's boundaries, right? Sure. Sure. And I'm putting them higher than this knowledge that I've attained. You know, like Paul said, you could know all mysteries. You have not love, you're nothing. However, right. if, you're gonna, if I'm going to walk on eggshells, then you're going to have to walk on a little eggshells yourself. And I'll take that one step farther, okay? What I then found during this period of time was I was told by two of my children, if you talk about crazy things, I can't have a relationship with you. That's just my wife's narrative that they picked up or they she counseled them to say that, okay? So I'm fine. I'm just here. But then what was happening was they were then drawing me into conversations about things that if they knew what I believed they would think I was crazy so now what I'm forced to do is not only be quiet to pretend like I'm deceived like they are to stay in rapport now I I have to actually mouth the words that they expect me to say like let's say they start talking about the moon landing all right or 9-11 and I'm supposed to be like yeah. 9, 11, 19 guys with box cutters or whatever. Yeah, no. I said, no. I said, I'm drawing the line here. If you're going to place an ultimatum on me that I can't say anything that, that challenges your views, then don't is, bring up your views. It, it, that's right. And then that was, a, that was not well received though. Sure, That sure. plunged our relationship to new heights of low if there is such a thing and uh, (laughs) new heights of low so i you know i basically tried every form of logic and compliance and you know finally it just got worse and worse and my wife asked me to leave so now i live 10 minutes from them in an apartment by myself at the age of 61 and i have a ministry to a bunch of people that are like me wow and we're not like in self-pity, like, you know, sure. in an echo chamber. I mean, this is real raw persecution. I'm sorry. Right.
3: And it's, it's that thing. That's what I was talking about during the lockdowns with Ricky and I and our group. It, it, that was the group that kept us sane. That was where we could yeah. be honest and, um, very Mm -hmm. vulnerable and real with each other and where we could support one another that that is what it was because even people that we love for or that we love and care for and we hang out with you know "Mm, go Mm -hmm. go have pizza with or whatever but much more quiet about um our views now um I don't have anybody in in my close family my husband is a newer believer and really uh, right <laughs> my husband's fantastic <laughs> but um but you know he's learning God's word he was raised catholic so you yeah. know all, all of that he was confirmed in in it went through catechism which means you know he learned nothing i know more about catholicism than every catholic i have ever met um (laughs) or or if ones that i am friends with uh and and you know what it is it's what it is um but for him these things are just part of christianity for danny Mm -hmm. You know this he wasn't indoctrinated with with a um a neutered uh belief system sure so That's when great. when we we talk about it, you know he just asks questions, oh, that makes sense and and um uh Hannah you know will talk and she'll be like, "Well, mom, how come nobody ever talks about these gods like they're real and And we'll, we'll discuss this. And then she'll be like, well, that makes everything make much more sense. Yeah. 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 You know, so um, I can't imagine uh, that now, like I have lots of family, um, you know, my, I have parents and sisters and brothers and, you know, nieces and nephews and blah, blah, blah. And, um, there are plenty in my family that like we don't we don't talk politics and we and we don't we don't talk about covid you know some of them got the jabby jab and some of us did not and it's amazing how those who did really want everybody to and those who don't are just like i'm cool if you did i don't whatever You know,
0: that's Um, true, isn't it? Uh, It's very true. They're like evangelistic about
3: it. it For real, for real. I've noticed
1: that that whole phenomenon uh, actually—it's—it's very interesting. Um, I—I guess not disclaimer for my audience. My audience pretty knows this pretty well, but um, like I said, I had lived—I lived in Mexico City for about five years. Um, It's a madhouse. Uh, Obviously, I—you know—I learned, picked up Spanish, and everything. Um most people in the room can't pick me apart as not being Mexican anymore, uh, which is kinda cool. Um other times is is very conflicting because people are like, Wait, you're white? Like, <laughs> 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 no idea. But um at our church in 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 the Hispanic community, like half the stuff you and I were talking which is actually something I was gonna bring up, but uh, half the Hispanic community doesn't even I mean like stuff we're talking about is not even on the radar because It's, you know, like they're very American concepts, like NASA and, you know, uh, deep state and, you know, bloodlines. All that stuff is like, what crap are you talking about? Like for them, it's like, yeah, well, our ancestors like worshipped Venus and he Mm. probably (coughs) tread the earth and, you know, but they're like, but that's just, you know, that's just kind of what it is, you know, and it's it's whatever to them Um, at the same time they are very much more inclined to just kind of get in rank and file not all of them obviously right you know you've, you've got i mean you've got a broad spectrum of latinos like you're talking about a bunch of different people cubans especially are like i don't know what the crap you're talking about get out of my face like i don't trust anybody you know but you get a mexican it's like well you know i guess the government's doing the best they can for us so you get <laughs> sort of... it's true i'm not i'm not making it up shelly knows exactly what i'm talking about so all that to say a lot of people got the 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 koof uh, uh, poke, and a lot of people did not. I obviously this was one that did not. And one of the things I noticed in my church, John, that was kind of mind-blowing, brother, was all the people that were terrified died. All the people that were afraid died. Or I mean, we're talking upwards of like 70 80% of the people that were afraid died.
0: I mean when you say afraid you mean they were afraid so they took the shot correct
3: they yeah. just they bought that whole narrative and okay. and that whole narrative was designed to bring fear and it was designed to be an acid for for the soul i mean that's why we've got so many people suicidal now so many young people don't know how in the world to live in the world sure
1: um, and, and, and fran- I mean, frankly, yes. And we're also talking, I'm talking about tr- it because mean, you have to remember, you know, it was a long period. So in that period, you know, before the, the Koof Poke was available, people were dying and they, those were the ones that were terrified. And then obviously when the Koof Poke came and people got it, other people died too.
0: But that's the, right. The, the,
1: the most interesting thing to me is that it was all the people that were terrified. And if nothing else, I mean... Am I, you know, scared at the idea that there's civil war that's like on the brim in this country? Sure, absolutely. I mean, who, who in their right mind would not be? You know, that's kind of madness if you're not.
3: Who, who really wants war? Right. Let alone a civil war. But, but, I, I have so much peace because
1: I, I know what the end game is, man. I know what I know what the long game is. I know who's mm-hmm. playing and what they're playing at you know i don't know all the the uh i haven't lifted all the rocks like you mentioned but i've lifted enough of them to be like yeah this smells like a dead carcass that's what Mm. it is it's a dead carcass you know and so it's interesting man i think that um which which i think you'll appreciate very much given the the mandela effect which is what you're dealing with a lot is is fear and manipulation they play hand in hand i mean they just play hand in hand and i think that When you're so overwhelmed, this is just kind of my analysis, right? When you're so overwhelmed with with uh, this kind of floating despair, which is really what a lot of people went through when when the coup went down, you you are ready to lash out at anyone and anything that makes you feel unprotected. And, yes. and I think that that is something that we will probably start to see more of, a lot more frequently. Um, if mm-hmm. i'm really really you know legit honest yeah um, your thoughts my friend?
0: yeah that response um is a fear response i just saw that with somebody yesterday uh something was proposed to them that was new to them and it was very disruptive to their worldview and they got angry and that's sort of where that comes from but after i had a chance to talk them through it and you know it was like aristotle said the mark of an educated man is the ability to consider a matter without embracing it. sure. And once I was able to break it down for them, they were like, wow, that's a real gut punch. But you know what? That's really possible, isn't it? I guess you're right. And now they were not upset anymore. So we're dealing with people, like you said, that are afraid.
1: yeah,
0: And very conditioned, um, to not allow that new information in. So what I've found in my attempts to reach out to the unconvinced Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is we have often relied on the shock and awe approach okay let's say let's say you're going to talk to your friend about the moon landing is fake well what you're going to do is you're going to shower them with one empirical observation after another in the hopes that you'll overwhelm them with so much evidence that they'll finally cry uncle but a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still yeah, yeah and it's easier to fool somebody than to convince them they've been fooled so you're dealing with underlying disempowering core beliefs that have to be addressed first before your evidence is going to even penetrate because absolutely they have that reticular activation thing switched off so your That's data true. just bomb bounces right <laughs> off them and you want you're like how can they not see jesus said they have eyes but they see not right. so they see the searing obvious evidence that you're presenting they see it yeah but they can't perceive it they don't yeah They can't yeah. let it in you know and 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 to kind of
1: lend credence to, to what you're saying i had this this kind of conceptual thought that i was playing with a while back is when the word tells us a few things right about about uh Christ himself, when he tells us that truth, when you know it, will set you free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of touched on this, actually, is that, that, yes, I agree that when you know Jesus, you will be set free. There is no doubt about it. But the further you dig down the whole of truth, you will find more and more and more and more freedom. And I think that the fact that Christ calls himself truth and also calls himself the cornerstone is such a pivotal aspect of the gospel that it it kind of fillets everything else. And what I mean by that is if you didn't build your your faith and your life on the cornerstone, if you move any of those bottom jenga pieces, that's like uh-huh. all the way down. Yes. You know what I mean? And 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 for me that was that was the clearest indication. I was like, "Oh, wait, I already know who runs the show. So my right. cornerstone is is firm. I don't have any concern about that." And I think that that man, I don't, I just, I just, I keep thinking about what you're telling me. And I'm just like, how can we be Paul? How, how can we be all things to all men? It's, 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 it's a very difficult thing, man. It's, it's a very difficult thing.
3: Yeah. Cause knowing mm-hmm. the truth is good, but not being able to communicate the truth is
0: almost like not knowing the truth. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you know, that's part of what I found in my research too, is when a person, Christian or not, they run into these grand, um, you know, conspiracies That's what they are. A conspiracy is a hidden plan that's bad, basically. Um, so there's a sense of self preservation that ca- dawns on you uh, that changes your sort of like Second World War, young men 18 went and, and enlisted They had a sense of, you know, honor, but destiny. That's the thing that people get in touch with destiny. So uh, destiny is not your plans. You have a plan.
3: That's good. That's very true. But But, yeah, you're right. Destiny is never something you can facilitate.
0: Right. Because what you essentially do is you abandon your plans for this higher plan.
1: Yeah.
2: So
0: you sort of enlist in the in the kingdom of heaven, which is a quasi-military operation.
1: Oh no, it's absolutely a, yeah, it's not quasi, right? <laughs> it is the first.
0: <laughs> uh, so this is a big problem for the relationship because remember the central theme of the of the normie is their happy life. Yeah, right. They're yeah. on a joy ride. I'm sorry, they might be seeking the Lord. They might be doing God's work but there's this aspect of them where these topics are a down are a buzzkill. They're they are you are Debbie downer and they want wow. no part of it, which is wicked. Okay, it's wicked because you know, look at all the people that died because the pastors were shutting their brain off. And in fact, 2nd Thessalonians 2 speaks about a strong delusion that God sends yes. when you right, right. engage in willful ignorance. Right. And it's not just regarding the gospel, it's any truth so these are really relevant um things uh, you know I've, I've heard many many times people said well what difference does it make if the earth is flat or the moon land is fake i still got to go to work well press the pause button okay because does it matter to the fish if the worm that he wants is on the hook are you is your integrity and a, as a man let's say a red-blooded man allow you to knowingly be a victim and deceived at a dupe and and not be concerned about it. That doesn't bother you that your that your leaders, they're supposed to be public servants, are actually you know criminals that want you dead. Look at the Georgia guidestones. Yeah, that tells sure. you their business plan. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> and and so it, what it does is it it brings you to the brink where you are forced to make a choice. And this is where integrity steps in. First, the conscience tells you between right and wrong. So you got the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. Mm -hmm. And you see NASA is lying and that's wrong. And you know it's wrong. The normie knows it's wrong. They know your evidence is, uh, they have no answer for it. But this is when integrity, as far as conscience goes, integrity then steps onto the stage of your life and integrity is morals, integrity is the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. uh, but it typically integrity isn't integrity if you don't act on the morals. Like you can know what the Ten Commandments are, but if you don't obey them, then you don't have integrity, right? Right, right, right. So the moment of truth comes that valley of decision when you sit down with your friend or whoever you're talking to, with your little three ring binder or whatever, however you're gonna communicate your little conspiracy theory. And they run that little algorithm where they count the cost and they're like, first of all, I'm smart, okay? This is what they think. I'm really smart and there's no way that, that they would be able to convince me that the earth is flat if it's actually round. Let's choose that one. That, that's a really triggery one and uh so pride pride makes them rise up against you uh, but then they also calculate you know the loss of their reputation look at me i mean my life is a smoldering heap of ashes compared to what it was uh, beautiful house paid for beautiful wife super smart godly woman loves the lord four beautiful children they're all models gorgeous phenomenal inside and out Two dogs, chickens, you know, indoor pool, love, love and life. I, I'm, I cried today like a baby. I cry almost every day. Okay, that's what I get. So you have a choice to make. If you want to carry the truth, it might not cost you like it costed me, but it could. Sure. And that's, that's uh, more than most people are willing to do.
3: Hmm. Well, I think that's why everybody, well, not everybody, but why the vast majority of Christians jump on the whole pre-trib bandwagon. <laughs> because nobody wants to count you that cost.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot easier pill to swallow for sure. Yeah, of course it is. It's, it's
3: God's going to zip us all away. woo mm. Yeah, because that's what he does. He always zips us away. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm reading a different book. I don't know. Yeah, no. I don't see any zipping away going no. on.
0: He <laughs> zips us through, but not away very often. Not away. That's exactly right, and and that's that is
1: that's really the. Uh, maybe he
3: doesn't the, even it's... zip us through. He plods us through. Yeah, right. Step <laughs> by a, step.
1: That's that's the lynchpin. It's funny. It's very Lord, funny. The Lord is not. He he. I mean, why would Paul's like, "Hey, man, take this from me. It's it's bugging me. I can't deal with it." Right. I, you know, my grace is sufficient for you, bro. Chill, move along, keep doing your job. Keep doing your job. You know, that's. I think that that is the linchpin for us as as Christians, and and even even coming down to the words truther or you know conspiracy theorist, any of those. I think that that's what it, what ultimately it comes down. to. Like, I can't I, I can't look at the Bible. The same way I, I used to, ever 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 again. Never. No,
3: there's Never. no uh, unseen it. Yeah. But, you well, know, we make sure we've, we we <laughs> we do have the trust nice. protection we need. So. Yes, indeed. Against the tin hat, um,
1: but but I mean for me, man, that that just was it. it really was like the, the 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 straw that broke the camel's back. I was like these dude these guys. Are, are like running the earth because god let them you know like yeah. i i can't look at my bible and not see these guys and and i'm sure you went through stuff like this too you talked about this like right? kind of like a disassociative period right where you're like oh what do i do how do i deal with this what do i do with this you know and and i would talk to the lord and i'd be like lord am i insane for thinking that there's all these other dudes floating around doing all these menacing things and all this crazy crap going on and you know like the more you just absorb it and you read it you're like no this is this is your plan bro like i didn't i didn't choose it i certainly didn't choose it you know like i'm just one of the the
0: way i would have ordered the game
1: absolutely not absolutely not
0: yeah we don't pick things we're born into this world and it's you know it's God's universe. So you have to accept his terms. I, I pray that all the time. I say, God, I accept your terms because, yeah. um, I say it with all humility, if it was me, I wouldn't run the universe the way he does. But right. You right. know, a lot of us ha- take issue with things with God. Let's be honest. Sure, sure man. So
3: yeah, cause we want things our own way we, and yeah. one of the things too, is that the more you go
1: down these trails the more you're like, this thing doesn't have a box. There's no right. box for me to put this in. Right. There's, it's not a conceptual thing I can deal with. It's not a physical thing I can deal with. It's not even an emotional thing that I can mm-hmm. really deal with. It just is. Like, you know, there are, especially paranormal phenomena, right? You're like, what do I do with this one? Right. What's is, what is this freaking creature doing here? Like, why is he here? What is he doing? You know? You're <laughs> like, okay, all right. Yeah. I don't know if he's good or bad, but he's there, you know?
0: Right, so this this journey is very, um, uh, unexpected for a lot of people. We aren't planning to change. Most people don't change dramatically ever much less overnight. Hmm. So this is one of the problems is this is a tectonic shift in people's, um, entire worldview and it, and it happens in a vacuum because the the, entire family will circle the wagons against the truther yeah because they don't want that to penetrate their force field of the happy life you know like i'll give you an example i would watch i would be watching a superhero movie with my kids and i'm watching all the predictive programming i'm looking at the at the you know the the the, the portal that they're going to open in the movie is going to release the demon hordes that are going to come through and destroy the world and the superheroes have to save. It. And I'm thinking, well, that's what they're doing at CERN. They're opening the portal, you know. And I'm thinking, right. this is all real, you know. And I, and I would try to st- start to point things out to them because the proverb says, a wise man's fun is to learn wisdom. That's what I'm thinking. And yeah. I'm thinking, I don't want to be programmed. I don't want my you know, kids programmed because yeah. this is an ingenious thing. What they're doing with pre- pre- predictive programming is multiple layers, Sure. but one of them is they hide the real things in plain sight. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. It's right. In so then, all
3: of our entertainment. Absolutely.
0: Well, then what happens is if you try to go and talk to them about nephilim or portals or things, they're like, "Oh, that's just science fiction." And it, it it's so effective, it's ingenious. Yeah, really they it's do ingenious.
3: It so frequently, I cannot. Like, I'm unbelievably selective with what I watch, not because mm. I'm better than anybody else for any other reason than that. If I want to enjoy something, yeah, it it can't be for research. My brain doesn't shut off very well from research. I research all day long, yes. almost all days. And so if I want to, like, I want the Father Brown murder mysteries or whatever it's called, you know, yeah. some... English Catholic priests solving mysteries in this little town that if it were to be believed, everybody would have been murdered off already, you know, (laughs) but whatever, it's so so (sighs) fanciful that I have no problem you know i don't have to look for is there programming in this? oh yes i totally know what you mean programming in this if i watch a show if i watch like i watched the series evil and i went oh my gosh they're in plain sight they're just saying it out yeah. and everybody just thinks it's fun programming and yeah. and just just pretend and the superhero movies exactly um yeah. uh, there there's there's so many things in any, <laughs> any gosh, you just about named the show. And I'm like, I'm a I'm a Whovian. I love Doctor Who. I'm yeah. extremely nerdy. Um, but even in Doctor Who, as I watch it, I'm like, oh, oh, look at that agenda right there. Yes. Oh, I didn't. Oh, there's another agenda right there. And and you can't miss them when you see them. So yeah. there's there's so few things I can watch because I see him and Derek Gilbert in, in, the gang, they have, um, uh, in the view from the bunker, myth and they, myth. M- m- gosh, darn it. Why can't I think of it? Fire. No, iron myth and iron. iron? And I think that's what it's called. And iron, iron, iron and myth. And myth. Yeah. Um, but they'll do that too they 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 do the same thing they'll sit there and and talk about a show or dc marvel comic books whatever or i guess not comic books but superhero characters whatever mm-hmm. um and i'm like yeah that's that's what i see i see it everywhere i look at this stuff I, with my grandson now he loves Miss Rachel. I have watched <laughs> way more of Miss Rachel than I ever thought I would be watching in my 50s. Right. <laughs> but but I'm also hypervigilant. What type of things are they trying to put into my grandson's psyche? Yeah. You know, um, I, I cannot turn that off. And in all honesty, I don't Let's want to it. turn it off because I would rather be aware of what... Uh, <sighs> finish uh, your thought oh of what the the enemy is trying to program against my grandkid you know what though even my kids though like <laughs> funny nine eleven story mm. um we were military out in the middle of of the desert uh fort irwin and i didn't have cable because i didn't like what was on cable i didn't want my kids watching it so my my kids watched vhs you know and i knew what what they were what content they were getting until the the until 9-11 and then my neighbor from down the street came and got me and said they've hit the world trade centers and i was like i don't even know what you're talking about you know Mm. and um then she was like come to my house and see the news and and i so i went and got cable that day
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: So that I could be abreast of what was going on in in the world. But even today, we don't have cable, you know, but uh, now we're in a time, I mean, you know, 22 years later where we can pick and choose how we want to garner our entertainment, you know, so um I haven't had cable in so many years I, if I go to some somebody's house a family member or whatever and they have cable I'm like I don't even know how to use your stuff anymore you know uh, I'm going right. to scroll through your 900 channels I'm never going to watch anything I'm just going to flip through everything for 2 hours yeah um but so so I've always I've always been that way I was that way I was brought up that way though I was brought up um my mom read turmoil in the toy box in you know 1976 or so 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 we didn't play with anything that smacked of any kind of of um uh occult i mean we we didn't play with my little ponies i i had a a somewhat restrictive (laughs) childhood um and and i was a little bit more lenient with my children um but not that much. I I really when I say I have always been um weird, I mean I have always been weird.
0: That's uh, right. My little ponies. I remember my kids were so tiny and I was teaching them about my little ponies like occultic, you know? And they <laughs> said, Dad, my little pony lies about God. That's how they <laughs> That's how they understood it. That reminded me of that. It was so cute. I
3: mean, it kind of does. So... <laughs> the, hey. the programming that's in the programming. Yeah. It's legit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Matrix is not a not a crappy movie by any means. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite movie to this day. Um, kind of uh, final question, I guess, on, on my part, man. What, what's the plan from here? where do we go from here
0: we like as believers or truthers or
1: Uh, both both um you can you can separate them if you want to you can combine them if you want to um i guess i'll just leave kind of one final comment and let you kind of uh you know brew on the comment as part of the question we were talking about The truth setting us free you know and and both of us i think well actually all three of us are really on the same page about love like there are levels of truth and i think that that's important to remember when we're sharing the gospel or we're you know trying to introduce a group of people to a set of ideas that are very contrarian to the uh normal set of of ideals you know of, of how the world runs, what it means, what it's doing, what it should right. be doing, so on and so forth. So, <clears throat> I guess in light of what's happening in the world, in light of kind of where we're going, what what do you think, as a God-fearing, God, God-believing Christian that, you know, obviously grapples with these ideas as well, what what, what do you think is, is the most effective thing we can do moving forward?
0: Alright, for- well, I just did a talk a couple nights ago uh, called the pervasive fallacy that everyone's a shill. So a lot of, a lot of Christians are giving over to fatalism and apathy, not apathy, but um, despair, right? They're just pulling the covers over their heads because it's so chaotic. And so, you know, the answer to the, the news cycle and the acceleration of madness is, you have to be able and you have to cultivate the ability to hear the voice of God. Because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of another, they won't follow. And that's the only sure thing. Jesus becomes the telephone pole in the hurricane. And, you know, you're going to have to be able to have more than just um, scriptures that you've memorized. Right. One word from the Lord will change the course of your life Absolutely. and will provide you with what you need to walk through the fire. You have to be able to hear from God.
3: You have to have been convinced by him. That's when Paul yeah. says, I know whom I believe and I am persuaded. Mm-hmm. We overlook that. I, he has convinced me by what he has done. <laughs> yes. that he is able to keep yes. the rest of what I'm going to give to him against yes. that day. And, and like that resonates with me. It's not that I know of him. He's convinced me. He's convinced me. That's right.
0: But see, a lot of people um, will say, well, I prayed and I don't hear from God. And let me tell you that that is not God doesn't love one person more than another. Like he talks to them, but he's not going to bother with you. You will hear from God in direct proportion to how much you want to hear from God. Mm. That okay. is for sure. If you want to hear from God, you can hear from God. You just right. don't have it decided that you want to set your set your face like a flint. You know, try yeah. showing your God you're serious and turn over your plate for a couple of days. That'll bring heaven right. and earth together.
3: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't understand why fasting works, but we do understand That's that it right. does work because we, we have again, well, we're convinced. We're convinced. Yes
1: it makes sense it's literally killing the flesh like that right
0: way. exactly your
1: body yeah. is dying and so god's like oh you're willing to give that up? sounds good let's have a chat you know
3: well and that's hmm. what he says Yeah, you know, everybody's fond of quoting jeremiah 29 uh, <laughs> like 11 is that the one they want to quote and for me it's 14 because mm. he says and you when you seek me you'll find me when you seek me with your whole heart yeah. yes at such a good promise, I mean, it's a if when you when you're willing to seek with blood, sweat, and tears, I will be found. And one of the things that that Rick and I comment on frequently that we've noticed is is people who are searching for the truth. You can see you can see some celebrities: uh, Russell Brand, um, Joe Rogan, um, Jordan Peterson. These are people who have all been searching for the truth. They search out the truth. They look for the truth. They want to know the truth. And so we pray that they find the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And when you search for the truth, Jesus is the ultimate goal. He He is the target. Yeah. All the other things are the rings around it. But he's the right. bullseye. Yeah. Yeah is that's the penultimate it. truth well
1: i mean i think that's a wrap
0: man great great thanks for having me guys that was a really great time and fellowship and i really enjoyed it
1: hey man i, I want you to definitely time. um go ahead and give your plugins before we take off um, oh yeah, on the screen. Please let, let everybody know what you're doing, and you know, uh-huh. it's free for as long as you want to take. It's all yours. The stage. All right.
0: Before. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, So you can find us on on YouTube at Wake Up or Else. It's all one word. Uh, the website is wakeuporelse.com and the book is called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide. And we also now have a, a podcast called The Conspiracy Theorist Survival Guide Podcast. You can find that on all the podcast platforms. And the book is available in paperback and audio and ebook. And it's, it's everywhere now. It's not just Amazon. It's on all the different places. So, um, nice. you know, we do live streams. We have a Friday night hangout on freeconferencecall.com for truthers, just to be, so you're not alone. And, uh, so come on over and check us out.
1: Oh man. That's good. That's, That's good. So I'm awesome. As uncomfortable as I know that there, there are moments that are, um, super lonely. Um, I'm grateful that you're obeying the voice of the lord seeking it diligently and you know just just trying to be a a light to to those that need it man um it's a Good. ministry I, when you were telling us kind of what you were doing and stuff i was like i don't i don't really know i don't know how to take this you know and then i shelly was just talking about it right now and she's like yeah well Rick, ricky like lost his job because he refused such and such and i go oh well i guess yeah i guess i was persecuted. <laughs> <because that laughs> did happen. Right. It's, you know, when you when you're living the the moment, you're just like, all right, suck it up and move along. You know, get through it. And that's that's, it. That's the end of it. But um, good for you, man. Good for you for just awesome. being word and, and hearing his voice, man. It's awesome. You so
3: know, much. and it's a wonderful thing. I know social media gets a lot of a bad rep, and it has earned it. But there is also opportunity for community that there never was before. Oh, yeah. Before your community was tied to your geolocation. Absolutely. Now, now you can be community um, on online with people who are like-minded. Right. Absolutely. And it's it's a wonderful thing. I mean, like you That's said, you serious. do have to be careful not to live in an echo chamber because it does you no good. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have a... a community where where you are part of a body and uh, it's just it's a great thing it's a great thing to be part or even parts of the body I know I was teasing I must be an armpit because I'm part of my body at my church but I'm part of our our CTDW community body that we have built too so I must be here where you know it's a couple of different parts attached and and the truth is I'm not
1: stinking. The truth is, not to, you know, spin a pun, honestly, but people really are hungry, man. They're hungry. They're hungry for truth. They are desperately hungry for truth. You know, it was a God thing. The way we got big, we've only been doing this for a year, man. We haven't been doing Mm -hmm. this for a while. The way we got big, (laughs) I posted a blurb about kind of nothing, honestly, about Antarctica, because we were talking about megaliths, and we were talking about pyramidal structures and stuff like that and those three those three tiny little reels of like a minute or less exploded in in like they took us
3: from like a hundred followers to 21,000 followers in two weeks
1: followers we have now in like we're talking like a month's time I mean it was just on your
0: you have 20,000 subscribers on your on your podcast. Gosh, I
3: wish no that yeah. would that would translate into not having to work a day job. Yeah.
0: Bye. <laughs>
3: no no yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Oh. We
1: got, yeah, we got 22,000 followers on Facebook. It was just it was just a you know from day to night everything changed. It was like whoa. Okay. All right. I guess this is what we're doing. We've been doing our things. We've been getting like eight views for like six, seven months. And it was just like, well, you know, God called, told us to do it. So we're just going to keep doing it. And, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just blew up. Cool.
0: That's awesome.
2: That's well
3: that's he does it weird it's every time
0: it's weird ricky yeah. would be
3: like hey <laughs> shall we're blah 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 and i'm like that's so weird it's so, so weird it's <laughs> so
0: weird to me hey well let's stay in touch i'll be doing like repurposing a bunch of my talks from Certainly the last be. few years but once i get about a month from now i'll reach out you guys maybe have you guys on my podcast be. cool all right guys Appreciate it. Right, Good
3: night. God bless you. Thanks
0: for having me. Appreciate it. it was really great. I I loved hanging out with you guys. God bless. Thank you. Oh,
3: you too.
1: I knew it, so I don't know if anybody's told you this, but dude, you were like you are like a conspiracy theorist, Jerry Seinfeld, bro.
0: Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> I do get that a lot. So I know That's it's true. Great. I look like him and sound like him. Do you, do. Yeah. Okay, guys. God bless. Good Take night. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, guys, thanks for sticking around uh, for as long as you did. It was a really great podcast. It was really interesting. Uh, Man, that was what I was expecting. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, I had no,
3: I had no preconceived notion of what we were going into. I knew we were going in pretty blind, but yeah. Well, I kind of was pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um, man. With that said, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord give you peace. And did I miss anything?
3: You did. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> I missed one time. It. It's okay. <laughs>
1: my my memory is not as good as Shelley's, guys. Sorry. Um,
3: all those- there's a song. <laughs> all those- I told you guys. If they put the mu- the word to music, I get it. It stays yeah. with me forever. I-
1: I I spent countless hours tracing Chinese characters and memorizing them. And I can't freaking memorize like three verses of the Bible. It drives me
3: nuts. I I will. I'll give you the song. But there is. There's a song. The Lord bless you and keep you. you. (laughs) The Lord make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you and yeah. give you peace so i don't know it was a lullaby that i sang to naya when he was a baby and so that's why it sticks for me because i can quote it backwards and forwards and 30 times over psalm
1: 4:8. but i can really do it in spanish i don't know if i remember it in english
3: <laughs> i get it i totally I understand
1: I that now it's uh uh Oh my gosh, I just forgot it in Spanish. I say to my kids every night, every night. Oh, well, I forgot it.
3: Oh, it'll come to me. It's, uh, you will. It'll come to you at the right time when you're not on the maybe, spot. So I think that's probably why. Right. Anyway, um, I guess we're going to sign uh, off
1: for this episode. And uh, much love, guys. The Lord bless you. And God bless. Shalom. Maranatha.
3: Maranatha, come, guys. Lord. Come, Lord Jesus even if it's not the rapture come soon father even
1: when it's not the rapture <laughs> okay all right all right don't don't be angry at us guys if you're pre- pre-trib trip.
3: That's sorry me. if you're pre trip, we still love you we'll hang out with you and um we'll commiserate with you <laughs> as long as the lord dairies <laughs> good night
1: Thank you for watching this episode of The Christian Theological Dark Web. For questions or comments, please email us at the Christian Web at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, please look for the Patreon link in the description. This has been another production of CTDW Studios. Thank you, and God bless.